and we are live with the All Gas No Break Sports Show, otherwise known to me this weekend as the All Pain No Gain Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Bavona, joined alongside Andrew Johnson and Grayson Sheepy G Marino. And guys, you could tell on the pain in my voice, it was an interesting weekend in the world of college football, some crazy comebacks, and unfortunately for me, one of those comebacks came against my team. <sighs> well, Nick, it certainly was a rough weekend for you, starting with college football. We can get into the rest of the weekend, you know, NFL Sunday, a little bit better for you. Um, yeah. This weekend was a rough one, to say the least. Yeah, you could tell there's definitely a tough weekend to say. I mean, thankfully, Sunday was not the worst day when it came to football, but yeah, not a great week whatsoever for myself. But still a very exciting weekend in the world of college football. And I, I think we have to, you know, I think we just need to address the uh, elephant in the room. I think we have to start with that game, Johnson. All right. You want to start with Clemson versus Syracuse. All right. I, I, so, I got to get it off my chest. So, so to recap, to anyone who missed the last week, we had this conversation. Clemson was a two touchdown favorite, about 14 points over Syracuse. And we had this conversation saying if Syracuse was a one score game, at the end of regulation, you would have been happy. So, Nick, you could have been on a plane, missed the entire game, got off the plane, and I told you, hey, Nick, Syracuse lost 27 to 21. What would have your reaction been? Not having I, watched the game. Not having watched the game, I wouldn't have been. I, w- I would be a little bit upset because, you know, you would have had a chance to be in them, but I would have been like, you know what? I'll take that because you proved to the world that you're not that bad of a team. And let me, let me just set for the record straight. Syracuse was not bad in this game per se, but the second half was an abysmal, abysmal second half to say the least. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. And that's the context, which makes it bad. The way that they blew the lead is what makes this thing. It's not a pleasant feeling for any Syracuse fan, but you had no. your best start in the last almost 40 years of football. You yep. still have a lot of positives. Big game next week or yep. what should have been a big game next week. It still will be um, a big game, but yeah, could have been bigger. But where did it go wrong with Syracuse? So this game was weird going into the first half. I mean, Syracuse had some drives where they weren't able to capitalize and they ended up with no points. They had a couple touchdowns here and there. They also got a scoop and score while backed into their own end zone that put them up a good amount of points. So it looked like, you know, going into half, Syracuse is up 21 to 10. They're playing great defense, you know, giving up a lot of yards per se. The defense was keeping, you know, keeping them out of the end zone, which is what you want to see out of your defense, which has been a great thing Syracuse has done this season. Their defense has been really good, and their offense has been able to get them points when needed be. Now, in the first half, you were seeing it from their offense. They kept that high tempo going. Garrett Schrader was making some good throws, was also being a versatile weapon out of the backfield and running. Now, the issue with this game came in the second half. Syracuse, I don't know what happened. They started to, you know, lean more towards the pass, which to me makes no sense because this team it lives or dies by the running game. You have a great running back in Sean Tucker, and your quarterback, like I said, is a very good weapon out of the backfield. He can run. Syracuse decides to lean on the pass in the second half a lot. And then you can tell you can agree with me, Johnson, because I called this when it happened. Clemson benches DJ DJ Ugalele, and reason being is let's just face facts. He was not good in this game. He threw two interceptions, had a fumble that led to a Syracuse touchdown. So he just flat out played horrible in this game. 
Clemson brings in their backup quarterback, Katie Klubnik. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation. That's what I'm going to stick with. They bring him in. He doesn't really play the strongest game. Let's just say that. But Syracuse let this game get away from them. This game more or less is Syracuse beat themselves. Clemson did not beat Syracuse. Syracuse beat Syracuse. Stupid penalties in the second half. Really bad offense. They let Clemson run down the field pretty easily. Will Shipley had 172 yards rushing. They're not going to win a lot of football games when you're allowing that many yards in the backfield to one running back. Then let alone you have Phil uh, Mafai. I mean, he has 94 yards rushing and a touchdown. Syracuse is not going to win because they gave up 290 yards rushing as a whole. They had a chance to win this game. They just flat out collapsed in the second half. Nick, I'm glad that you went on this tangent and said that Syracuse did not lose this game, lost this game. Clemson did not win this game. If Clemson tries this Cracker Jack style offense against any of the top four teams, they're going to get smoked. They will get killed by any of the top four. If they're going to try this, this... and this style offense versus Georgia, Bama, Tennessee, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan yeah. they're not going to survive. They're going to it's they're going to be a first round exit in the college football playoffs if they make the playoffs at this rate. Well, the thing is for Clemson right now, their schedule looks very you know favorable. Their next game is at Notre Dame. That's in two weeks. The only re- remaining the only remaining game on their schedule that is against the ranked team right now is against South Carolina in the final week of the season. Also have the ACC championship. But right now, Clemson, I mean, barring a, a loss, is probably going to make the, the football playoff, which sucks because, like I said, this is a game Syracuse could have had. They could have easily won the game, and they could easily be in the top 10 in the polls this week. Now, am I going to say that they would keep their ranking like this throughout the rest of the season? I don't know because, Syrac- like we've said it before, Syracuse's second half schedule is very brutal. It's not easy at all. And... It's just a frustrating game because they could have won, should have won, and they just let it slip through their fingers. I mean, you guys were on the road. I just, that doesn't help either. Yeah, I agree. It's not- I think had this game been at the Dome, you're probably winning. I think going to a backup quarterback in a situation like that and not only that, doing it at home it just makes it so much easier. For 20, him. It was 2018 all over again. The same thing happened then, and the same like, thing happened then. You get a guy that he doesn't have to deal with the intensity of a crowd as much because he's home. It, it makes it a lot easier for a young quarterback. My only issue is I don't know if Syracuse is going to be is going to be like this next season because they're going to be losing a couple players. Yeah, I think Sean Tucker is going to be one of those guys that you probably won't see on this roster next season. So, I I have appreciated what they've done this season. I you know they're still ranked pretty highly. They're six and one now in the season. Could easily be seven to zero. They've had some close calls. You know, it's kind of like where they've had these close call games and they're able to sneak it out with a win. You knew sooner rather than later, it was probably going to you know it was kind of come back to bite them and they were going to lose a game here or there. And you know, they got down the field, they got to the 30-yard line in the last remaining seconds of the game, could have easily, you know, got the game-tying touchdown, kicked the extra point to win the game, but Garrett throws the game-losing interception, and like I said, just a very heartbreaking loss for the Orange. But moving on to our next game, let's talk about a 
college head coach getting his first statement win in an upset over Ole Miss this week. Brian Kelly finally getting his signature win at LSU. Um, Really big game. Brian Kelly getting LSU into the AP poll, rank 18. Yep. Notre Dame fans, are you starting to miss them? Oh, they <laughs> have to be. I mean, uh... granted, I think that team would have been shit with him coaching either way, but... I definitely think but this that, is a game uh, that in Notre Dame's past he loses. He loses. 100%. He loses. He goes to an SEC team now and he wins. Amazing what the difference in conference. I'm not saying that the SEC is an easy conference. No, not not by any means necessary, but quite the opposite. He has that SEC homegrown well, talent now. Well, let's think about it this way for for Brian Kelly. When when you think of Notre Dame, what has been their glaring issue these last couple of seasons? Quarterback play. Quarterback, exactly. And what, did LSU, and what did LSU have in this game against Ole Miss? Great quarterback play. Jaden Daniels, unbelievable for the LSU Tigers. 21-28, 248 yards, two passing touchdowns. Ran the ball for 23 times, 121 yards rushing, three touchdowns. He accounts for five touchdowns against Ole Miss. And LSU not only just wins this game, they embarrass Ole Miss. 45-20 to the final. I said last week on the pod, Johnson, you remember, I said this was going to be a tricky game for Ole Miss going on the road into oh, FSU. Absolutely. We said and, this was a trap game. And you and we saw no, it. And- I disagreed with it. Uh, yeah. I'll be straight up. I'll call myself out. I disagreed. I thought Lane Kiffin would have had this team ready to go. No, there's nothing to get. There's no shame in losing no, to LSU like this. Yeah. There's absolutely there no shame. Is. I'm sorry. There is. When you're, when you're a top, you know, eight they team in the, in the country. country. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're a seventh team in the country. Like, and this this LSU team's good, but they're not top ten good material. I agree, they're not top ten material. The only really glaring flaw on LSU's resume right now, obviously they have no chance of being a college football playoffs. But when no. I say resume, I just mean their entire body of work this season. Week one, they lost to Florida State. That's the really big glaring, and they lost off a of block PAT. Remember yeah, that. that's what they, that's so what they he's lose. Won that and game. You remember, this is Brian Kelly. It's it's the first game of the season. He's getting his team together. Yep. Then he gets blown up by Tennessee, and Tennessee is one of the best teams in the country right now. So Tennessee, yeah. In Very reality, good. if you want to take a look at their record ever since conference play had started, or the last month or so, there's no really shame losing to LSU. I, I mean, mean LSU. Yeah, they've been playing great. They beat a good Mississippi State team earlier on in the season that has been ranked at one point. We'll get to them a little bit later on. Auburn, I mean. Hasn't been Auburn like we used to seeing. Still, a road win at Auburn is pretty good to have. A great win last um, two weeks ago against Florida on the road, and we thought then that was the signature win from Brian Kelly. He gets the big signature win this week, but Johnson he could up that in two weeks when they are at home against Alabama, another team they could ruin for when it comes to playoff implications. A chance for them to knock off the tide would be huge for Brian Kelly. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is an interesting storyline because Alabama has been the college football boogeyman to a lot of people and to a lot of programs. Brian Kelly and LSU, you can both say, hey, yeah, Alabama is the boogeyman. Brian Kelly has been, I I don't want to say. He wants revenge from those times that Alabama beat Notre Dame in the playoff. Yeah, so you can say he's the boogeyman like that. They beat the wheels off Notre Dame in those games. Yeah, so, I mean, Brian Kelly has a chip on his shoulder. The entire Louisiana, besides that one run with Joe Burrow, the entire entire state and community of Louisiana, they have a chip on their shoulder against Alabama. So, yeah, they have something to play off. 
play for and they're coming off a big win so they're gonna be ready and motivated to take on the tide yeah i mean and think of it this way if they keep winning they could be in the sec championship game and they could upset another big team a team like georgia or tennessee i know they obviously lost tennessee earlier on you know in a pretty convincing fashion but you never know you learn from those mistakes and you pick up on them and you can maybe sneak out a big win here or there who's to say but this is a great win for lsu nonetheless absolutely 100 percent agree with you uh, and speaking, I mean, well, go on, Grayson. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to. I mean, it's huge for Brian Kelly, but I'm going to say this is Brian Kelly's had success in winning a few regular season big games. But when it comes to him anywhere past in the postseason, I, yeah. I, I, I see yeah. where you're going he's, here. He's to be fair, he was at Notre been, Dame. But that nothing, against no, nothing against Notre Dame, but he was the problem with schools like Notre Dame and Stanford, and even the University of Wisconsin to some degree, these schools that have such high admission standards. Yes. There's I'm, only I'm so much that. talent. You it doesn't, it's, This isn't like basketball, where it's 10 guys. Where, okay, yeah, there's 10, you're going to play 10 guys, so I need the smartest 10 guys in the country also really good at basketball. That's possible on a basketball team. You can't fill out a football roster like that. So when you're at Notre Dame, there's only a limited amount of people you can recruit due to their high admission standards. No, that's 100% fair. I, I'm just saying from his coaching lapses in those games is more of what I'm looking that's at. That's fair analysis. Okay. Like, it's not – I mean, granted, I think he should have been able to recruit a better quarterback at Notre Dame the last, I don't know, what, since – I don't even know. The dawn of time. I mean, the, the best the, quarterback of time, man, I don't even know. Yeah. The Sean Kaiser? The Sean Kaiser was the first one that popped into my head. I was like an Ian Book, but I mean, Ian sure. Book or Deshaun Kaiser would probably be the two that most come to mind. And Ian Book so. is well, Ian Book got them to the playoff. I don't, I don't. Was Deshaun yeah, Kaiser but... the quarterback of that team in the Manti Teo year? Oh boy, mm. no, no. Deshaun Kaiser, I think, was more about 2016 or 2017. Yeah, I don't yeah, know so, who the fuck the quarterback so I, was. I would say it has to be Ian Book, just because they but got even to the playoff. Then, though, at least. Like, were those guys really that good? No, but I'm saying, and and re- yeah, during good. his during his no, resume, were they though? Hold on, it, it, but were they? Were any? I don't think either of them were ever up for a Heisman. But no, I know. I'm not. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm saying no, I'm, I'm talking to Johnson on that point. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah but not. Yeah, but being college good and being Heisman good are also two very different things. But for a team that's in a college football playoff, that's not. Sure. Or, uh, Deshaun Kaiser was the well, I mean, look at, I mean, uh, was the quarterback at, in 2015 and 2016 for those of you. Uh, that are, I mean, look at look at Clemson. I mean, I I really don't think they have realistically a Heisman like player. They have some great defensive players, but I don't think they're Heisman uh, candidates this year for no. this season. I'm saying I'm just like I mean, just I an think, example. But I don't think Clemson's making it to begin with. Mm, I keep trying to tell you they're going to make it. Uh, I think they're going to make it on default. They're going to make it by default. There's nothing. There's there's no other way. Uh, I think that's more the committee sucking them off than anything. I think because the Big Twelve is imploding and the Big and the, the Pac Big Twelve has one. The Big Twelve has TCU. I mean, Oklahoma State snuck back into the top ten this week. I so highly maybe, doubt that. but a lot of things would have to happen for Oklahoma State to make it. Yeah, uh, so, I, I'd still pick a one loss Big Ten or SEC school over. I, I would kill. This is this uh, is the world we live in. Yeah, I mean, those are just personal opinions. Uh, yeah. So going over to back, so not to cut you off, Grayson, but no, you're good. Going over to the Pac-12, uh, staying on statement wins. Oregon versus UCLA, top ten matchup. Oregon is the uh, is the victor here. 
kind of confirmed will be followed by UCLA earlier in the year. Uh, but Oregon was the top team in this conference, and UCLA is just a pretender. Nick, give me your analysis. I mean, I like UCLA in the sense of their quarterback. I love Dorian Thompson uh, Robinson. I think he's one of the better college quarterbacks we have right now in in the sport. But it comes down to it that UCLA's defense just really wasn't a factor in this game. It was a 3-3 game going into the second quarter, and then UCLA's defense just implodes. Allows 28 points in the second quarter. Really not a good showing from them. Bo Nix, you got to give him credit. Five touchdown passes. Great game from him. Bucky Irvin, their running back, 107 yards rushing. Also had a receiving touchdown. Troy Franklin has 132 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Oregon did just enough what they needed to do to win this game. Great offense, and they got good defensive stops when they needed it the most. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, they faced an SEC quarterback. (laughs) I mean, I I was just about to mention Bo Nix. Five touchdowns on the day, almost 300 passing yards. This is what happens when an SEC quarterback who let me finish Go with on. this. If Bo Nix had won big games at Auburn, I mean, he beat Bama. Like, yeah, he's played really good games against Georgia. Like, th- this isn't a guy that was a mediocre SEC quarterback. He like, was all right. I will he, say, I think he was, uh, abo- he was above average. The program around him was the problem. It wasn't wanna, Bo Nix. I do want to say, though, I think we saw Bo Nix's SEC death live uh, when we saw Texas A&M defeat. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think that was the death of his SEC career in Again, that game though, at College Station last year. At, but at the same time, look at that coaching staff. I mean, <laughs> to Ray imploding. About to say, what coaching staff? Exactly. Yeah, Auburn's probably so going to be some coaching changes in the offseason for sure. My thing is, you look at, it was the last, his... What sophomore year would have been right because he's a senior this year, I believe. Don't I'm almost positive. Yeah, his sophomore year was the last year of Gus, and Gus Malzahn was getting pushed out, and he did not put a lot of effort into that team. Then junior year, he gets Brian Harson, who is a clown. the The boosters want that guy fired already. Not he's even probably three going to get in. fired. He's That's done. Great. He's yeah. gone. And then he goes to a guy. He goes, you know, to Oregon, playing less competition. Uh, I mean, he was a good quarterback. I just, I think he got a bad rep at Auburn because oh, the coordinators. He has the, uh, he has like the opportunity that. to write his uh, to pretty much prove him. Prove himself in a new he system in Oregon, and he's had yeah. he's had a good year so far. I mean, he's had his struggles early in the year, but games like this. Versus a quote unquote top ten opponent, you know, it is UCLA, but it's still top ten. Having a big game like this, you know, that gets scouts looking too. That and it really keeps, uh, it keeps Oregon in the in the playoff race. You have to admit, it, like as much as we don't want to say they're going to be in the playoff race, it has they're to in the playoff to, race they're right now. Be in the playoff race for sure. They still have a game this season against number thirteen, a uh, number fourteen, correct? Sorry, against Utah, an Oregon State team that has been a lot better the last couple of weeks. Washington has also been pretty good the last couple of weeks as well. And then, of course, the Pac-12 championship. So Oregon, despite that embarrassing loss in week one against mm-hmm. Georgia, they're still in the mix. But again, it's going to be another case where a lot of things will have to happen for Oregon to get into that playoff. Yeah, I was literally just about to say, would you take Oregon or Alabama if you're taking Alabama, a one-loss team? Not, well, Alabama, Alabama, but I mean, like I said, Bama loses a second game that Bama's done. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I, look, I'm, I'm staying on the fact of I still believe there might be three. No. Uh, SEC teams no. and 
I fought you this. I fought you. I fought on this with you three weeks ago. I'm not making. I'm not making the argument. I'm just saying it's my personal opinion. I would not be surprised if there's three. That's all I'm saying. Because you know what? It wouldn't be the first time a team that didn't play in their conference championship game made it to uh, the college football playoff. Yeah, but you're. But that was only for two SEC teams. You're asking for a third SEC team to make it. That's. (laughs) I mean. That that, that 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 that's a completely different scenario. I, I know. I'm like I said. I'm just saying. Tennessee's got to play Georgia in two weeks, so they they for sure one of those one of those two is going to lose. So we're going to have a loser there, and then the SEC championship game is going to be between who knows? You never know. Alabama could easily lose to LSU if LSU keeps paying the momentum they're going. You never know. I mean, look if LSU. Beats Bama. I think Saban might fucking be on suicide watch. All righty, man. So, uh, well, uh, so let's, an... on that on that note, let's get out of let's the SEC. You... Yeah, and I let's move how you over to, to the one. Big Twelve. I mean, um, let's talk about teams that don't that aren't on suicide watch with Oklahoma State having that uh, big comeback win right versus Texas. That's an Oklahoma. interesting transition. <laughs> Oklahoma State. Let's just put it at uh, this. Coming from Syracuse, some coming from a Syracuse fan that saw a, a collapse of double-digit points that was in the second quarter, I kind of know how you're feeling right now, Texas fans, because you also had a double-digit lead in the second quarter. Texas At one point, is Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I Texas mean, is not back. Thirty-one no, to seventeen lead were. in the second quarter. You know, looked like they could easily win this game, but this was a typical, you know, Big Twelve game where there was no defense. And Johnson, we both said it in the pod last week. You take the over because it was bound to hit. That no defense was played whatsoever. But the reason Texas loses this game is really because of their quarterback play. Quinn Ewers, who has been good for them this season, played really bad. 19 of 49, 319 yards, two touchdowns, but three interceptions. Texas cannot get quarterback play like that if they're going to win big time games in the Big 12. They pretty much have, you know, probably took themselves out of the Big 12 race with this loss now. And. I don't know. I mean, you get a great game from B. John Robinson, but just Texas, this is a game you should have won, and they just let it slip through their fingers. Quinn Ewers had, if you took away his interceptions, he had a day. He had a, I mean, I can't even I'll say, say that. I can't even say that, man. He, he, QBR under, 47. He was good. awful. Man, even he with was him, awful. I was trying to, I was trying to justify his performance there for a second. Then I saw nope. he was 19 of 49 passing. Yeah, you not can't, good. You can't justify that. If you're going to throw the ball 50 times, you got to at least make 38, 39 completions. If you're going to have that kind of day. He was effing awful. I've, I really cannot say how much this team is Jekyll and Hyde. It's really impressive. Like, you do not know what Texas team's coming out. Either you're going to have yeah. a competitive, dominant Texas team, or you're going to have a Texas team that literally is... And, I don't and, that's, they were in, and that's what they were in the first half. They were dominant in the first half, and they let now, the game slip through their fingers in the second half. Now, Nick, is this fair to say that Nick Saban thanks God every single night that they didn't lose to Texas? Because if Alabama lost to Texas, I don't think they'd make it to the college football playoffs. Even they, they would. yesterday. They wouldn't. Wow. They, they could have won the SEC championship, and I still don't think they would have had no. two losses with a loss mm. to Texas unranked. I mean. I think a win the SEC championship locks you in for the, the problem. The oh. problem would have been, I don't, if so Bama at the time, I think was number one when that game happened. Yes. I 
think they would have probably dropped them to 10 in the poll if they lost. So I don't think it would have been like the Bama would still be in the race no matter what. I think they probably it, rank currently around 10 right now. If um, You would have to think about it because they dropped Ole Miss eight spots after losing to LSU. So you have to go off that you know algorithm that they're going to drop them like eight to nine spots probably. Well, but they what I will Texas. say is Alabama, they still would probably only drop them like four. Because no, they that's would, just, no. no, that's just no, how they are, Nick. It, it, they would they, not drop they them lose four. games and they... They still say it's not in entirely wrong about that. I don't think that would have been is, nine spots. That is your, I think that is your inner, that is your no, inner it's Auburn not. fan coming it's, out. No, this is a un, this isn't even about an Auburn opinion. This is the fact that the committee sucks yeah, you're off. Right. It's, it's teams not. like Clemson, teams like Ohio State, teams like Alabama. They could do no wrong in that committee's eyes. They have to have. They must have, they would have had to get blown out for them to drop them anything more than four or five spots. So it's all, it's all about money. So, sticking on topic with Alabama, uh, Alabama versus Mississippi State top twenty five matchup this weekend. Alabama really had a complete shutout until the last second where Mississippi State scores a touchdown. Yay, I guess. Love Alabama, garbage time TDs. Love them. I mean, from fantasy perspectives, they're great, but in the college sense, it's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, no the only cares. people that get a little. Upset about there are people who bet, but Alabama still covers uh, by two and a half points, so it really doesn't matter that much. I mean, yeah, it's also unfair. I mean, not to bring it up, but Mississippi State had death on the team this week or last week, and then like had to go and face Alabama. Like, I don't know how much that team's head was in in that game. It's definitely not favorable. They also come off the big loss from Kentucky. If you ever, yeah, like uh, it's a team that's really. It's not a good situation right no, now. No, they're going they through and back to the last right now. Couple, they were riding high for the last couple of weeks, and then the month of October hit, and that's uh, yeah. Like I don't even want to bring it up, honestly. But you know, it's it's you hard to, to judge. Yeah, you know, it's, you it's hard to. to judge a game when a team goes There's too through many something external like that. factors. There's way too yeah, many I mean, external factors. When you're looking at it, I mean, obviously Alabama bounces back from the loss to Tennessee. They get the win in convincing fashion. But you're right, it's. Definitely something that looms over a team when you're playing a high-profile game like that. I mean, any game, honestly. Yeah. I mean, this could have been any team and they could have got blown out because yeah, maybe. who knows wh- where their heads were at. That uh, I think it's a very favorable time for Alabama to end up running into them, if I'm being honest. Like, with the way Mississippi State had been playing, you know, it's a favorable time for Alabama to bounce back and really get themselves, but you know, going again. Well, Alabama definitely need this because obviously losing to Tennessee, you get the win here. But the next two games are both road games against two ranked SEC opponents in LSU and at Ole Miss. So they really needed some kind of boost before going into those two games because those two games for sure will not be easy games for Alabama. But if they want to have a chance to stay alive in the in the uh, the playoff hopes, they got to win those next two games. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Alabama. I kind of expect them to. You never know. A rock, a rock well, again, road yeah, even though it's possible. I mean, you saw what it, happened against Tennessee. They struggled against Tennessee and lost. They struggled against Texas and lost. They've been struggling on the road this season. No, 100%. But, you know, it, it's still Alabama, so you expect. I mean, even in that Tennessee game, they had a chance to pull out and win. No, you know, Alabama is never going to. Alabama is not going to let themselves 
be completely out of a fight. Yeah. So as long as that game stays in arm's length, you know, that they're going to be okay. And they probably win the majority of those late games. I just think Tennessee's that good of a team that they were able to put them away. And we'll have to see how Tennessee does in two weeks against Georgia. That's going to be a monster game between those I two. I cannot three. wait probably for that games, game. Probably game of the year up until this point. Uh, yeah, probably. It has I been mean, a game of the year. I mean, it was obviously Bama and, and Tennessee. Now I think this definitely tops it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But so, another great game we had this past weekend was in the Big 12 again, surprisingly, between number 17, Kansas State, and number 8, TCU. In a game where TCU, this is another game where we saw a big comeback. TCU looked really down in the dumps. Looked like they were about to lose, too. At one point, trailing 28-10. to 10, Looked like all hope was lost for the Horn Frogs. But they keep fighting and they keep pushing out wins somehow, some way. Great game for Max Duggan once again. They were able to come back and win 38-28. to 28, And they get, like I said, great performance from Max Duggan. Keep in mind for Kansas State, they do lose their starting quarterback, Adrian Martinez, who has been an unbelievable, you know, asset for their offense this season, the transfer from Nebraska. But he goes down this game. Well, Howard had to finish the game for the Wildcats. And you could really just tell. I mean, he does throw for two touchdowns, but you could tell they're missing that running aspect from Adrian Martinez. They weren't really able to get as much running, rushing as they would have liked. Deuce Vaughn had a great game for them in the backfield. But as I said, they got a great performance from TCU, from Max Duggan. Keandre Miller also has a monster game, 153 rushing yards and two touchdowns. TCU gets the win, remains undefeated, and is still alive in the college football playoff. They won't be undefeated for long. You're not even going to bother. Don't oh, even bother. I'm going there. Don't I'm going bother. there. You just uh, lost. They're, com- they're just coming in the Morgantown. 38 to They're Texas coming in the Motown. You just lost by 38. Oh, look, I'm hoping... I, you know what? I want you to win. I want you to win so you can extend Neil Brown and feel even more miserable. Yeah, I'd be a miserable prick. Exactly. So but go ahead. Win the game. I, you know what? In fact, I, win out. Go right ahead. I'd I be, hope you I'd win out. I'm very upset, man. Exactly. But, I hope you um, win out. Good for you, no, buddy. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because of how West Virginia plays at home. That, that's, that's my only thing. West Virginia plays... A very different game home than they do away. Except against Kansas. Yeah, but they still put yeah, up. You did, yeah, you didn't. You, you can't find me on that one. No, but they still play a good home game. Well, West Virginia is only going to have. If West Virginia is going to win that game, I mean, what? you just stop Max Duggan. No. That's it. That's all. You, that's all you have to do. What's the spread right now for that game? I'd have seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, okay. The number eight team coming into Morgantown, and it's only seven and a half. That seems to be the case with a lot of things, See, though. See, that's – but that's not – that doesn't make sense. On LSU a that, was a one and a half point favorite at home last week. Yeah, but that, uh, that's LSU. I mean, they were – LSU wasn't ranked. They were, unra- they were unranked. Yes, but they weren't – they didn't just get blown out the week before. Sure. And embarrassed. Yeah, sure, that's valid. So are you going to finally admit that your team is the worst team in the Big 12? No, because they're still Iowa State. <laughs> We're the second worst team in the Big 12. No, I'm still picking you. I don't, right. I don't blame you. So let's go down the top games of the upcoming week. God and I want, you guys opinions. I want you guys' opinions. 
uh, on these upcoming games. Let's save the banter for the actual TCU West Virginia game, which is on this list. Yep. So, first game, Nick, you know, we're going to have to go into this first. Notre Dame at Syracuse. Syracuse at home, in the, at home in the Dome, dome two and a half point favorites. Last time they played Notre Dame, Molly Wap, Syracuse, 45 21. Yep. Uh, I'm going to love it with you. I'm not as confident. I think this the last game against Clemson is going to really dwell on this team and in a bad way. You lose a heartbreaker like that to a team that you know you could have beat, but you beat, like I said, you lost because you let the game slip through your fingers. Syracuse cannot do what they did in the second half. They have to run the ball more. I feel like I'm talking like a Green Bay Packer fan because this is what exactly the Green Bay Packers do. They just throw the ball a lot, and they don't run the ball when they need to run the ball, when that's really the bread and bone of their team, realistically. But I digress. I'm going to pick Syracuse to win, but I I'm really nervous about this game. I could see them losing the Notre Dame for sure. And Grayson? He's not going to pick Notre Dame. He's not going to pick Notre Dame. Well, I'll go in lieu of Grayson right now. Uh, I'll let him go next. I'm not going to pick Notre Dame as well. Uh, shout out Ryan Hicks for watching this or listening to this, uh, wherever you are right now. But Syracuse should beat Notre Dame. But I think it's going to be close. I'm going to pick Syracuse by a field goal. I, if they lose to Notre Dame, I'm not going to hear the I'm going to say it's going to be Syracuse 27, Notre Dame 24. That's that's my pick. Notre, Syracuse has been very good at home this year. Yeah. It and, sucks because this game would have been college game day. This they were That, that was yeah, the rumor. Yeah, this, this should have been college. Has Syracuse ever hosted a college game day? I don't think they have. They've there And there have been chances, you know, when they beat Clemson a couple of years ago, and they were actually the year after they beat Clemson at home. They could have be they could have hosted college game day against Clemson. I think it was that. I, I don't remember. They, they there was a couple times where they could have hosted it, but they've never gotten the nod for it. Right. I feel, beating, like no, I feel like if ahead. Notre Dame didn't blow their season away, this would have been college game day. Because realistically, both these teams should be about six and one right now. Yeah, I mean Notre Dame is definitely. You're right. I mean the Marshall collapse. The, that horrible game against Stanford, in which they really should not be losing to Stanford. None, not, not, not nothing. I can Ohio buy them losing to Ohio State. Yeah, that's that, perfectly fine. That, that's that, that makes sense. They sh- we are Marshall should have not beaten them, and they should nope. have not lost to Stanford. So this no. really, if you want to put blame on anyone, I think you should put more blame on Notre Dame because this would have been a probably top fifteen ranked matchup this week. Now, the, my only issue for this game is that Notre Dame the next week has to play Clemson. Are they going to look ahead when it comes to that game? I don't know. That's what I'm concerned. If I'm a Notre Dame fan, that's what I'm going to be concerned going into this game. Because you have that game against Clemson looming, you know, for the next week. Are they going to look ahead? I don't know. Now, credit, I'm going to be rooted for Notre Dame beyond belief when they play Clemson. I hope Notre Dame wins that game. Do I think it will happen? Probably not. But I hope it happens because I don't want to see Clemson in the college football playoff. Anyway, I digress. I'm going to pick Syracuse, but again, I'm... I'm not too confident doing it. I can tell you right now. All right. I'm going to go with Syracuse as well. So that's one for one on agreements right now. We'll get Grayson's vote in a little bit. Let's go to the next game, Johnson. It's a it's a huge game between Ohio State and Penn State. Big game in the Big Ooh. Ten. So I don't like either of these teams. No, you do not. No, I'm going to still take Ohio State's. I think the, I think the line is Ohio State minus 16, if I'm correct. Yep. Over uh, minus is, 15 and a half right now. Is this minus record. 15 and a half. Wow, it's bad. I know that. But and give me, uh, give me, gambler. give me Ohio State. Give me Ohio State by about two touchdowns. I'm not gonna. I would. I would probably <sighs> take Penn State to cover at fifteen and a half. 
they, I, had, they got blown oh, out no. versus Michigan. They got blown. I don't think they're getting yeah. blown out twice. This is at home. Penn State is notoriously good at home. I'm still going to take Ohio State to model up by about two touchdowns, but nothing more than that. I don't oh, know. I'm taking yeah, I think Ohio State. I, I can't. I can't take. I, I want Penn State to win this game, but I can't take them convincingly and say they're going to win. They just haven't really proved anything to me to say that they're a decent. Oh, I would love team. to see Ohio State get absolutely blown out by Penn State. I would love to see it. But I think most of us I'm would. I'm taking Ohio State minus. I'm on alternate spread. It taking it like minus seventeen and a half. Okay. One eight hundred gambler. Look. <laughs> Uh, Grace, we talked about the uh, Syracuse Notre Dame game. What are your thoughts on that? Who do you think is going to win that matchup? I mean, if Syracuse doesn't win that game, uh, they need to fire the whole fire administration. Not no. even just Dino. They need no. to fire the whole administration. Our, no, I love, our, be absolutely I love our OC DC this season. They've done a great job in hiring coordinators this season. But... It'd be embarrassing to lose to Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, I'm, you can't I'm lose not... to a team that lost to Marshall I'm not and Stanford. I'm not confident at all. No, Nick. It, no. Are you guys are you guys healthy? No, we're not. We lost a lot of players in that Clemson game. Who's hurt? A Anybody our, important? A bunch of our secondary, yeah. Our, uh, our secondary, one, that doesn't matter. Hold on, Nick. They can't they have no offense. Okay, but if they can run the ball like Clemson did last week, then the, but they don't have the talent to run the ball like Clemson. You're fine. Right. I would take Syracuse minus probably ten. Uh, he just mushed right. me into great. Right, well, now, 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 they're, now they're going to lose. Congratulations to Notre Dame again, your first signature God win of the year. You heard Why it do here you first. Say the things that you do. Why? <sighs> All right, what, whatever. Next game, the, another. Well, I'm about to put the parlay together right here, right now. Oh, don't even bother. Next game we have is a is a big time rivalry game in the SEC. Number one Georgia against Florida. You know, a game that Florida. Could have been ranked. They've had their chances to, you know, stay in the rankings, but they've let that slip through their fingers. Have great quarterback play in Anthony Richardson. Johnson, what are your thoughts about this game? Uh, very simple. I'm going to take Georgia minus 23. I'm going to hammer that all day long. Vegas is giving you money. Florida, <laughs> they're not in the swamp. They're in Georgia. They're going to Athens. This isn't even going to be close. They're you not. Going Florida? To they're not. They're not. Remember, this is this is the annual game. They play this in Jacksonville. Ooh, they play this in Jacksonville. It's always uh, a neutral side game. Uh, yeah, so Florida is. is gonna get absolutely smoked. I agree. Uh, I think uh, Florida. Georgia I think has won four SEC games in the last season and a half. I don't have any faith in them. Here's what I'm gonna say about this game: Georgia's gonna win, but Florida is going to cover. I don't think I it's gonna be that it. big of a blowout. I think it'll be a two touchdown. If anything, it's a two touchdown win for Georgia. That's a fair analysis. What's your logic behind that? I just think Anthony Richardson is too good of a ball player for that Florida offense to not keep them in the game. He he gives you both running and passing. I think he can keep you in the game, you know, milk a lot of clock that will keep Georgia on, you know, keep them on the sideline for their offense. And Florida's had some close games. Remember, they lost only by five to Tennessee. Now, at the time, Tennessee wasn't what they probably are right now, but it's still, you know, not a terrible loss there. And, you know, we've seen teams like this. You know, Georgia could be looking ahead. They have Tennessee the next up week. They could be looking ahead to that game. So this is a chance for Florida to maybe catch them off guard. I don't – I'm not saying Florida is going to win, but I don't think they're going to lose by 23 points. This is my logic behind this, Nick. Uh, Florida probably has the worst defense in the SEC. It's not even close. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Nope, it's Vanderbilt. 
Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt's Auburn. not a real team. Let's be real. Let's let's get <laughs> Missouri, Vanderbilt. Uh, let's Missouri, talk about the team. Yeah, Vanderbilt's a pee wee team. I'd say if Vanderbilt's a pee wee team, I'd say Florida's like a so even that JV a high school JV football team. See, I don't even think Florida's the worst defense. I I would still take a defense like Mississippi State or Ole Miss because their defense has been horrible this year too. I don't know. They give up 450 yards every single game. It's not like. Florida's lit the world on fire offensively this year. Either they've given up. No, they haven't. They have. They, they definitely have now. They they started the year off really hot, and they've just it just hasn't been the same since. I will give it's, you that. It, it seems like it's a team that started off. You know, they came guns blazing out of a gate, and now they're dead on arrival. I think Florida drops the four and four. I think everyone agrees with that. And everyone Georgia does continues that, on their yeah. undefeated campaign. Agreed. Yeah. Next game, another interesting game, the SEC, between two ranked teams in this one, Kentucky and Tennessee. Great quarterback play, two potential NFL draft caliber quarterbacks in Hendon Hooker and Will Levis. Grayson, what do you think about this game? My heart wants to take Kentucky. I, But Tennessee is just on a different level right now. That offense is ridiculous and their defense is got enough playmakers on it to where they don't really give off the impression that they're going to get burned that easy you're going to have to be a damn good football team to beat them i think kentucky's good i just don't think they're tennessee good no uh, i think I, it's a fair it's analysis fair. i would it's agree with that. Fair. johnson what about your thoughts about this game i'm gonna take the i'm gonna take tennessee minus 13 I think it's going to be close. I think that Kentucky has a chance to maybe keep it within 7 to 10 points, but I think Tennessee at the end of the day is going to uh, is going to squeak out a victory uh, by about 14 or so points. It's going to be close. There's going to be times where I think going I think going into the fourth quarter, this could be a one-score game or a hell, hell, it could even be tied, but they're going to be in, in Tennessee at the end of the day. Uh, Tennessee's still riding high that wave of momentum from having a string of really good victories this year. Tennessee is fighting for, I don't want to say regional supremacy, but Kentucky and Tennessee, maybe they haven't been the most bitter rivals over the last couple of years, but I think in both in basketball and now in football, it's starting to stoke those flames a little bit that Tennessee is looking to overtake Kentucky as a whole, not only on the football field, but overall on the field of the athletic uh, landscape. So this is going to be, Stuff kind of adding to the flames right now. I think Tennessee, the, these players will be fired up and they're going to want it more than the Kentucky players. Nick, not to cut you off because I know you were about to go, hmm. but will Kentucky be able to contain Hyatt? <laughs> like, does Kentucky have a, was not able to. Can, does Kentucky have a corner that can keep this guy controlled? Because if you don't, he will massacre you. If you look at his last couple games, let's see. Uh, well. He had a bad game. He had two bad games against LSU in Florida. Arkansas, he goes five receptions for 166 yards, two touchdowns. He get he only gets four receptions against LSU, but scores twice. Then the Alabama game happens where he goes ape shit. <laughs> Six receptions for 207 yards and five fucking touchdowns. And then I mean they played was this Tennessee, Tennessee Martin last week, seven for 174 and two touchdowns. You have to keep him out of the end zone if you even want to attempt to win this game. 
And I'm glad you you brought that up, Grayson, because my pick for this game is the over. Hammer it, please. Hammer the over. 63 and a half. That might get hit in the first half. This is a great offensive game between two really high-profile teams. Levis and Hooker alone give you that much good offense. If Levis stays healthy, Kentucky is going to score for sure. At the end of the day, Tennessee is going to win this game. But I love that this is going to be a high-scoring game, in my opinion. Oh, Probably yeah, the I mean, highest scoring game of the week, if I had to pick. Um, Man, I don't know about that. I don't know the highest-scoring game of the week. But... I will say that this will be the highest-scoring game of the week. Okay. I definitely think that's potential to be. Um, I mean... Listen, Tennessee, Tennessee's defense Oklahoma has been State, up and Kansas down. State. <laughs> I, you see, I would have said that, but with Adrian Martinez getting injured, I think that's going to hurt Kansas State a lot. I don't know I mean, what the also, sta- his I mean, Nick, is I don't game. know if you've seen what the over-under is for the uh, USC-Arizona game. <laughs> They're saying that at 75 and a half. <sighs> I didn't uh, – Arizona's offense is that good? No, I just think the I mean, defense that, might a, be that bad. Ins- I mean, that, that's an insane number. That, there's no way that's hitting. If that does hit, I mean, good for them, but I don't – that's a lot. Um, well, I mean, they do have a pretty good offense. I mean, it's they could pass. And their defense, oh my god, these defenses are fucking, uh, yeah, I could see exactly why they have it at this. Well, let's talk about a game that I don't um, think is, go ahead, go ahead. Put in the perspective, um, Arizona's averaging giving up 461 yards, and USC's at 402. Yeah, USC's going to win. The, 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 this... no, no, but the. There's... that's a lot of fucking yards to be averaging yeah. in the game. No, it is. To be given up, so I could see that possibly hidden. Well, let's go to the next game we have on our slate, and this is a game that could be a little bit of trouble for a team that's just coming off a loss. Ole Miss going to Texas A&M, going into Kyle Field to take on the Aggies. Johnson, thoughts about this game? Uh, if you asked me this question four weeks ago, I would have said Texas A&M to the moon, but. Texas A&M has been in a downward spiral the last couple of weeks. It's very sad to see from the Aggies. You see the reports today that the star, five-star freshman out of the Aggies, indefinitely suspended. I don't know what to say about this program right now. He's a little hot on life. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know what to say about this program. It's not like these. this is the first time these players have been suspended. They were suspended earlier in this year for violating team curfew. Jimbo Fisher has no control of the locker room. They don't respect them, and it's kind of trickling down. But sadly enough, it is at home. It is in Kyle Field. Old Miss kind of rattled from last week. That defense not looking that very good, but Kentucky's uh, I'm sorry, Texas A&M's offense is absolutely horrific. Maybe one of the worst off- offenses in the SEC. Yeah. God, I'm gonna take Old Miss. I'm gonna over. take Old Miss by a touchdown. It's going to be closer than people realize because playing Kyle Field is no joke. But Texas A&M, if they can get this win, uh, I'd be kind of surprised. But I'm going to say Ole Miss by a touchdown. I mean, the spread of this game, two and a half, is kind of a... What is Vegas seeing, honestly? that they have Vegas, is seeing, uh, Vegas is seeing a team that, in Ole Miss, that's been kind of, don't want to say decapitated, but been pretty... De- demoralized from the last week and the atmosphere of Kyle, let's let's be real Texas A&M could be one in seven and Kyle Field's gonna have a hundred thousand people and some people will be screaming at the top of their lungs it's not oh, a hundred percent but at the same time I mean that 
that's a slap in the face to an Ole Miss team that was undefeated up until last week. So yeah, they should take. They should literally. That's bulletin board material. Oh but yeah, if I was if I kidding? was Link. If if I was Ole Miss coaching staff or anyone involved in that program, even players, when I get to that locker room, I would have that line printed all over the place. I would see in every kid's locker have the line that day. Yeah, two and a half is. I am hammering Ole Miss minus two and a half. Yeah, I would take. I would take Ole Miss minus two and a half. I think they're going by about a touchdown, maybe even ten. That's points. free money, in my opinion. Ah, and it's great that you both said that because I am a man of culture, and I'm a man that loves chaos. Give me Texas A and M. Now, what's your logic behind it? No rationale whatsoever to say that Texas A is going to win this game. I just want absolute chaos. This would I think be... this is a game where Ole Miss is coming off that loss, like you said. I think that's going to dwell on them. They're going into a hostile environment again, like they did last week. And you saw it. they were not able to, you know, deal with Death Valley. They go to Kyle Field. Listen, I have no rationality about, you know, going into this. I'm just going to text Texas A&M because, like you said, Grayson, two and a half, something sketchy about the game. You could tell it right there and then. Yeah, that, that two and a half is just a joke of a line. I mean, look, I'm not saying it should be, you know, 14 or anything like that, but seven, I, think, a, I think seven and, seven and a half. And a half. I was going to say, you have to give them at least a touchdown. Yeah. Like, th- this isn't just like some random team off the street. Like, this is a team that's been pretty competitive all year. Like, they were just in the top 10, and you're going to put them at two and a half. Like, there's something wrong with that. And, oh my God, I can't I can't wait to hear this rationale for this game. TCU, on, West Virginia. I, Go I apologize. Ahead. I'm watching the Ranger game on the side, and I don't know. Oh god, I'm just, uh, Jonathan! I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go to you while he deals. No, with that. we're good. Okay, we're good. Uh, uh, go ahead, Johnson. I want to. Uh, we already know what, what Grayson's gonna say. Uh, we kind of know what he's gonna say about this. So I want to get your uh, opinion about this first. Uh, okay, so we're doing TCU WVU. I'm gonna say it's gonna be WVU um, plus fourteen. That's what the, I would place the line at. Uh, so with TCU minus seven and a half, I don't think I would take that. I think they're gonna cover. Uh, actually, I don't know about that. Hold on. it's This is a tough one. This is tougher than you realize because TCU has a lot to play for, and I don't think they've ever been in this situation ever. Has it, they have. They definitely have been here with Andy since... Dalton. It's been a while, though. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's like you said, this has been with Andy Dalton. That's been, what, about a decade or so? Over. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much yeah, over a decade. That's, so really, none of, his, none of these kids or really, really the coaching staff is familiar with this kind of success. I just want to bring up, by the way, the over-under is 69. Nice. 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 Anyway. I'm still going to take TCU. I'm going to take, oh, God. Do I think West Virginia covers or do I think TCU covers here? It's just tough. I think TCU definitely wins. I'm not going to, that's without a doubt doubt in my mind. TCU is going to win this game. But are they going to cover? I'm going to say TCU. I'm going to say they cover. I'm going to say by 10. So if I had to pick West Virginia, I'd say they'd be maybe if I did West Virginia by maybe like plus 14, I would trust them or plus 10. I would trust West Virginia, but I'm going to take TCU. 
Um, Nick, do you want to go or do you want? I'm gonna to go because I think we, okay. we. I think everyone is can't wait to it. You know, hear what you have to say about this game. So let me let me just get a couple <laughs> thoughts about this game. I love the over. That's gonna hit because TCU's defense has been on and off, and West Virginia's defense sucks. Second off. I saw a video today, and I didn't realize this video happened. Apparently, when the season began, JT Daniels did the Russell Wilson impersonation where he said, yeah, he did. Mountaineer Nation, let's ride. So, therefore, you see why West Virginia is 3-4. and four. Yeah, You jinxed right. it right there. Third off, in the, in, when it comes to this scheme, TCU is going to win. I don't think it's going to be by 7.5. I think this will be a close game. I'm going to say West Virginia loses by a field goal because I because th- as much as I hate to say Grayson's right, I think the home atmosphere is going to keep West Virginia in the game, but TCU will have enough points on the board to hold on to get a, a nice road win. Go ahead. Okay. So this is either going to go one of two ways. Either West Virginia is going to win this game outright, <laughs> show off that being in, being in Morgantown is not a place that you want to be. Um, or, or we do the great thing that I re- I'm hoping for is that they get blown the fuck out and Neil Brown gets fired at halftime. Oh, now I kind of want to switch my pick and he's hoping that they get blown out. I need Neil Brown fucking fired. If you listened to to the interviews after that fucking embarrassment that just happened grab last the, week. Grab the popcorn. Uh, this guy is incompetent. He can't manage a football game. He This team is constantly underprepared. I don't understand. You have all this time to figure out what the fuck to do. And constantly... Every single time, this cocksucker finds Easy. a way to fuck it up. No, I'm done with this hey, shit. Hey, Johnson. Hey, remember when they were supposed to win the Big 12? Yeah. I you know That what? was only about that seven was, weeks ago. That yeah. was false hope. Yeah, it, yeah, that false hope ended after week one. No, it ended after the damn Kansas game. Okay, sorry. Which is two. a fucking embarrassment and should have been a fireable offense as it fucking was. Uh, but besides all that, this is fun. The fact that I needed that this is the performance that you put up. Oh, the, it's the funny. Texas game wasn't enough. The Texas game wasn't enough. No, no. You, you had to find a way to fucking. It's, this fan base is ready to hang Neil Brown <laughs> by a fucking mountain. It's funny because this man last week goes, TCU's going to lose this game to West Virginia. And then oh, West Virginia horror. proceeds to get think, blown out by Texas Tech. And I still will say, I think they might win this game. And it's going to drive me fucking nuts because this motherfucker is going to keep his job. And the only reason I think that he has this job hey, is you, because, oh, wait. Yeah, go on. Is because they refuse to pay his buyout because this university is a cheap bunch of motherfuckers. And it drives me fucking insane. The lack of respect for this football program from the fan base that loves, loves their Mountaineers is fucking pathetic. 
Shane Lyons needs to go. Neil Brown needs to go. Fuck, the president of the university has to go for allowing this to happen as long as it has. I'm done. Hey, hey Johnson, he sounds like me with Syracuse, where I wanted the head coach fired for years, and they they won't fire him. So now, now, now I'm sure that you're not going to fire Neil Brown because you're going to be in the same situation that we've been in the past couple of years. But hey, maybe you'll be six and one like we are this year. I feel better after that. All right, so let's go to a final game <laughs> on our schedule: Oklahoma State versus Kansas State. Fun game. This is going to be a fun game for sure. Oklahoma State's going to blow them the fuck out. Hmm. I think if Adrian Martinez does not play this game, then I could see that happening, yes. Because Kansas State could not do anything offensively, realistically, in that game against TCU. Oklahoma State has shown some struggles throughout the season, though. Yes. had a a lot of low points and a lot of high points. So we don't know which Oklahoma State is going to show up. The line is right now Kansas State minus one half. So Vegas thinks they're going to lose. And Johnson, you know what's fun? You know what line I do love in this game? The over. The over. The over. 56 points? Do they not realize this is the Big 12? Hammer that. Spencer Sanders is un- is a great quarterback for this team. And if Adrian Martinez plays? Oh, if Martinez plays, it. honestly, if they, is there a way to alternate the over? Because if there yes. is, you put you that could. like 70. Because this game is going to be um, absolute fucking shootout. This is this is a tough game because I want it, my heart says Oklahoma State, but the way the Big Twelve has been this season, I could it's see the chaos. Keep, be, yeah, 100%. I could just see the chaos keep going. I'm going to take for right now. I'm going to take Kansas State if Martinez is playing, but if Martinez doesn't play, then I'm going. I would obviously switch my pick. But I'm going to take Kansas State. I think. Oh, that by I, the way, I see something with that game. Uh, I have a fifty dollar bet on West Virginia money uh, uh, money line next week. Just. Uh, all right, so Caesars Casino, thank you for their donation. They will go towards building one a new column in your name. Yeah, you could, you just per, you just helped uh, um, Cooper paid into Eli with the next Caesars commercial. I mean, Nick, the Gaby way I Smoove see appreciates it. Nick, huh, the way I see it is either West Virginia wins and I make money, or West Virginia loses and by the grace of God, this man is fired. Oh, I can't wait. They're gonna lose and then they win out the rest of the season. Oh, Nick, I'm gonna go get uh, the green here. And I'm gonna pick Kansas State. So you're going with me on Kansas State, okay? Even I'm going with, against the even without Kansas State. Knowing if Martinez is healthy. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Kansas State. I think he's gonna play, and even if he doesn't play, I think Oklahoma State's gonna choke and they're gonna be effectively knocked out of the college football playoffs. I think Kansas State is the team to do it. I think they're gonna bounce back. Maybe if he is not back, the team rallies around their backup quarterback. And this is a home game. It's Oklahoma State on the road, and traditionally speaking, when any Meddling program, and what I mean by meddling is not guaranteed or solidified top five program, at least this year, goes on the road, bad things happen. That's fair, but what I will say, though, is this isn't like, you know, an SEC program where your backup quarterback's like a four-star. I couldn't even tell you what Kansas State recruiting classes have been the last well, couple they have years. Quarter- so- well, we had that, that quarterback, Will Howard, last week who played in absence of Adrian But that's Martinez. my point. And like, he did a good job. No, don't be wrong. He threw for two touchdowns, did have an interception. He did what he needed to do to keep Kansas State in the game. But you could tell they were missing Martinez when it came to, you know, his dual is threat. He, is he an X-factor winning quarterback? That That's the thing. I think that's to be determined. 
Yeah, 100%. But what I'm saying is you, it's not like where, you know, you're looking at like an Alabama or like a Georgia or, you know, one of those other top teams where like a, the starting quarterback goes down and you're like, well, they still have a really, really talented backup. Like, this is a middle of the road Big 12 team recruiting wise. Like, I, who knows how good this guy is? I wouldn't put my money on Kansas State winning if uh, Martinez isn't playing. No, that's a fair assessment. But, I mean, listen, after the crazy week we just had this past weekend with all these comebacks, you never know. Look, I could be brutally wrong. I'm just I'm no. just saying. Like, I, I think it's tough to take a Kansas State team without their starting court. All I know is, is that if West Virginia wins this week, next week is going to be very unbearable. Yes. Yes, it oh, no, it won't, because I'll be more upset that they won. Well, also, if Syracuse loses at our day, then it really will be unbearable for oh, me. Oh, look, if Syracuse loses, I think we have to get Ryan Hicks on the pod. Nope. Oh, <laughs> he goes, nope. <laughs> sure. Hicks, you're allowed to come on the basketball pod, but if I, will not, I don't think this room would be able to handle you and Nick going at each other about Syracuse and, and Notre Dame, so we will oh, avoid no, that. that. No, that, that won't be what we go at about. It, it will most likely be something about the Yankees, and then Sheep will get involved, and then it will be Sheep oh, and him, and that's oh, what everyone oh, I can't looks wait. forward to. I cannot wait for One baseball. day. One day, Ryan Hicks. One day. But that day is not today, and that is going to do it for our first part of the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Another crazy week of college football. I'm sure this upcoming week will be even crazier. But tune in for our next couple parts of our show where we talk about another interesting week in the NFL. And the World Series matchup is set. The Phillies and the Astros will be ready to play in this year's World Series. We'll get into that and talk about how the Yankees come back from a devastating loss. Once again, I am Nick Pavona. Joined alongside Grayson Sheepy, Gian Marino, and Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show.